Look out, man. It's season two, episode eight, here on the Recruiter's Corner. On this episode, we got another special guest in the studio, and we are going to be talking about TMO, a.k.a. TMO. Forget your couch, coming at you straight from the tap. Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing out there today? This is Master Sergeant Timothy Gallagher. And Technical Sergeant Bradley Byers. And this is The Recruiter's Corner. Hey, my man. How we doing today, brother? Doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm always doing well. This is true, man. I never get any complaints from you, my man. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. I like it because I don't want them. I don't want want to know about these complaints and stuff. I just want to hear positive things from you. That's what I'm saying. I know you don't want to hear it. So let's just (laughs) let's just move forward. And, you know, every day is full of strikes and gutters. But what am I going to focus on the gutters for? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Give me the strikes, baby. That's it. (laughs) Nothing but strikes. Nothing but strikes. I roll. I roll turkeys. Three hundred games all the time. Turkeys ten in a row. Whatever. However it is, you know. The, hey, the dude abides. The dude abides. The dude abides. <laughs> the couch really brought the whole. I mean, the the, room, <laughs> the couch brought, brought the, whole the whole room together. Yeah, forget your couch. <laughs> See, I thought you were doing a nice tie-in right there. I was like, yeah, the couch does bring the room together. Speaking of bringing the room together, we got to round out this room in the studio today. We have a guest. Who do we have here today? Ooh, I tell you, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him introduce himself because I'm gonna be honest. With you, I went to tech school with this this gentleman, and he's been a recruiter for a while. But he specializes in the TMO, the traffic management of the Air Force. There, so I'm gonna let him come in and introduce himself because I'm gonna butcher his name. So please <laughs> come on in here. Hey, gentlemen, uh, Sergeant Ross Tauser, not to be confused with Sergeant Roethlisberger. I'm not a Steelers fan, but I'm here. Um, yes, right, I'm track man. management by trade. <laughs> there you Good go. be with you, gentlemen. Wait, so, but you are an Eagles fan, though, aren't you? Is that I right? I am. Do I remember that? All right. Yes, so the, the other Pennsylvania team. I was raised to not like the Steelers. So I had to pick a team, Buffalo, Cleveland, Eagles, or Steelers, and I went with the Eagles, so... Okay, so right. how, I don't know if that was the best choice, but okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I, I think the Eagles are horrible, but you know, what I mean, but I'm a Cowboys fan, so you know, it is what it is. Hey, Dak just signed, right? Yeah, Did Dak just sign his ridiculous deal? I, I listen. Can we skip that? Like, maybe we'll save that for oh, another okay. week because I'm right. not, I'm not ready to talk about it. I'm still super salty, honestly. <laughs> All right, so the Eagles lost Carson Wentz. How do we feel? <laughs> how do you feel about that? We feel Are pretty you... good. We feel like he's a crybaby, so we're happy. All right. So Jalen, you're 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 a fan of Jalen. Um, that's what we got. We're gonna work with what we got. So Jalen's what we have. We're gonna go for it. All in. All right. Good deal, man. So maybe they'll be back. They'll be on top of the East. You know, I mean, let's let's just take a second to pause and look at the East quarterback <laughs> situation, right? I mean, you got you got Dak, who really only performs in garbage time. You got the Eagles who brought in Jalen Hurts, right? And like he's largely unproven, like talented, but unproven. And then you got the uh, the 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 Washington football team who I mean, who are they going with the same dude that was in the playoffs last year? He's a baller, but what does anybody know about this dude? I don't think anybody knows him. 
And then, right. and um, didn't they just get rid of Smith? Didn't they, they did. They, 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 so cut Smith Smith. Gone. they cut Alex. They cut. He's gone. Yeah, <laughs> the bionic and then, man. And then you got Daniel Jones over in New York. Like, I mean, just kind of like a all right. It's kind of a Mac quarterback, you know. Like, so it's like, not the it's not the most prized pot <laughs> of talent <laughs> and and um you know. <laughs> wanted QBs, but who knows, man, maybe one of them is going to rise to the top. Ah, the cream. If the cream of the crop. Of course, Dak has the, he's got the go ahead. He's going to be the best out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to, you know, again for another week. So all right. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll keep oh, it, hopefully we'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. Well, hopefully, you know, whenever they're going back and forth, or you know, and to play each other, they're not stuck in traffic, and they can go right through, and none of the equipment gets lost. All right. But you know what they and, need? Uh, they need a traffic management person. That's what they need. That's what I heard. That's what some. That is something that could really make things smooth. You know that. <laughs> and hey, as we said, we got one right here. There it is. Yeah, and not to be one. confused with Roethlisberger. We got Rosshauser. <laughs> So how often does that happen? Do you get, do you get called Roethlisberger like a lot? Uh, I get phone calls every day that say Rosenbagger, Rottweiler. Um, Roethlisberger is my favorite. So okay, all right. I, I go so with it. The, 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 the Rosenbagger one. Okay. All right. Go with me. Do you remember a movie? It was, I think it was rookie of the year, right? It's, this came out yes. during, during our childhood and that guy hit Rowan Gardner was his name. And the, and, and the manager of the baseball team would always get his name wrong. Right? He called him like Rosenbagger and all these other kinds of things. Anything so like, else other than his name. Other, other than Rowan Gardner, you know, and I was like, I imagine that's what your life has to be most of the time. Yes, I, I live in 1996. Yep. <laughs> Do you ever just want to be like, there's not even a G. Did you did you look at my name? There's not even a G. Why are you why are you even putting a G in there? <laughs> it's on my chest. It's right here. Yeah, there's not even a G in my name. Why would you even put it in there and throw out burger? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah, man, it happens. <laughs> and you've been dealing with that your whole life. <laughs> and so it's nothing new now. This is true. This is true. All right. So tell us a little bit about you and your career. So how long have you been in? How'd you start? Where have you been? All the good stuff. So I joined in 2005 and uh, I didn't score high on the ASVAB like, like I wanted to. I scored an up score 36. So I was like, uh, I want security forces. I'll take anything, whatever you want to give me. Um, so I ended up getting traffic management. So I thought I was going to be like directing planes on the flight line. I had no idea. Um, and then I found out I'm packing boxes, shipping nuclear weapons, working with house of goods entitlements. And I'm like, this isn't that bad. Oh, okay. Um, Much got my first. Oh, I know. I got my first uh, assignment in uh, Ramstein, Germany. Loved it. Um, good assignment. Then I went to Andrews in Maryland. Um, then I went to Kunsan in South Korea. And then I got stationed Joint Base McGuire. So. Cool. Nice. Did, you know what? I got a question. Uh, just, uh, did you do a four or a six year? What was your first contract? Um, I did a four. My recruiter never told me about the six. And if you did, I probably would have took it. So. Nice. But look at that. Ramstein, your first assignment. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That is beautiful. sweet. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's great right out the gate. I mean, there's a lot of folks that want that overseas assignment right out the gate. So that's a little hope right there. It happens. People get this overseas assignment right out the gate. <laughs> 
So with TMO, I mean, you got, you know, it wasn't what you thought it was going to be originally be. So tell us a little bit about the, tell us a little bit about it. What does it entail? And then we're going to go a little bit deeper about all the things that, it, you know, that uh, people can get out of it. And, you know, through the moving process and all that stuff. Okay. So just like any other career field, there's different sections. Um, so in traffic management, there's passenger travel. Um, there's household goods, which is entitlements, which um, I'm sure we're going to engage most of our conversation in that. And then there's also cargo movement where um, we ship cargo. Um, everybody has a need to ship something, every unit across the Air Force Base. And it's uh, traffic management's job to ship it to back to the depot to get fixed. Um, and of course, you know, once from there, they, sh they get it back from that depot. They put it on the shelf. So the crew chief has a part ready to rock and roll. So nice. So now this is... Um... I'm not going to lie to you, man. A lot of this is actually kind of news to me because, you know what, maybe I've been short selling TMO for a long time, but, you know, I, I thought you guys primarily just dealt with actually, you know, coordinating the shipping of the entitlements piece, right? The household goods and the movement of all that stuff. I didn't realize that you guys were actually in the logistics of shipping parts and engines and stuff like that to depot or as you mentioned earlier, nuclear weapons or some of these other things. Like I didn't realize that you guys were involved in all that. That's, I mean, it's pretty in depth. I kind of thought that maybe the two T twos, um, you know, air trans guys dealt, dealt with a lot of that kind of stuff. So that's, this is interesting. It's news for me. Yeah. AMC is a mode of travel. So the two T twos, the aerial transporters, they, they primarily use the you know AMC travel, but we as TMO, we function on the four different spectrums. So water, rail, commercial, um, and of course ground, um, our hazmat certified. So we hazmat engines that, you know, prop shop gives us and, mm -hmm. um, ship it off to the location and it's pretty cool and definitely works on the civilian sector too so basically if somebody really wants to be in logistics right if they're like hey i like the logistical side of the house and i want to ship stuff you know i want to be in that industry tmo's where it's at then yeah you learn routing you learn um dot laws um you learn a little bit about supply chain logistics as well because we take some of the inbound function away from supplies so um overall I, i've had a, i've had a great experience in my career field even though it wasn't what i expected um i loved it so that's awesome though man that's really cool it's part of uh somebody you said is part of with the uh pax terminal and you're uh, um, working with some of the space a kind of travel situation as well or do you work with mainly more people who are in uh traveling on a uh, maybe for deployments or anything of that nature so space a is more of an aerial transporter type function at the passenger terminal um usually on air force bases but we would mainly deal with um, orders. So let's say you got orders to Alaska. What I would do if you wanted to fly there was I'd find, um, you know, the government would pay for you to fly to Alaska and I would find an AMC bird to um, make sure you got there. And that's what would be my job. You had that official orders in order to use like my function of passenger travel, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Oh, so you guys probably worked with like over in Germany, essentially like Sado and some of those, right? For the yes. travel officer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I remember going to Sado. Um, before I PCS out of Spangalum, Germany to come back to the States and go to California and all that stuff to book up the tickets and all that. Sato was doing all that travel arrangement stuff. So cool. Okay. Makes yeah. Sense. I was trying to, I was trying to get them to just go ahead and give my dogs a ticket. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> get them on there. Nope. You got to purchase a ticket. Okay. <laughs> get out of the right kennel size too. Yep. Oh yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> they, they, get a, they get a little bit serious about that. It's a little serious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you know, there's the, 
people our crew man our corner crew that we're sitting here and we are reaching out to um a lot of them are individuals that are going to basic a lot of them are, are also right now already in tech school right mm-hmm. So they have many questions that they come by and they ask about, okay, what's happening with uh, maybe trying to get my stuff from point A to point B, going from, you know, from basic to tech school and from tech school to their first assignment. Would you be able to walk us through a little bit of that and maybe just uh, enlighten some of the individuals about how the process works and maybe give them some real good information that um, maybe could just help them understand a little bit more how this, how this goes down? Of course I can. And that's a big deal because moving anytime is, is tough. Um, but when you're moving out of technical school, obviously you, you kind of want to have an idea where you're going, but you don't know because you don't have orders yet. And that's the first step uh, when you deal with house goods. You got to have orders. You got to know where you're going. That's the entitlement. Um, so basically starting off, you have a home of record move, right? So even if you're single, married, kids, basically what you can do is once you get your orders, you can start planning on how you're going to move, right? And there's different things you can do. You can use a contractor where they would come to you where you originally enlisted at, they'll pack up to a certain amount of weight based off your rank, which usually if you're an E4, E3, let's say E3 to E2, um, it's going to be around like 7,000 pounds and it goes up in rank. So like tech sergeants are allowed to have 11,000 with dependents. Um, but basically they'll send contractors to your house, pack everything up, ship it to your next location. Um, it can sit there for 90 days storage in transit and it's temperature controlled. It's six inches off the ground, fully regulated. Um, and when you find a place, um, those contractors will deliver to your house, unpack it and, and will basically put the boxes into the room you wanted in and then you pack it from there. Um, another route would be Diddy move, right? So a Diddy move is where like I'm packing everything up in the U-Haul and I'm jetting. I'm getting, I got orders to uh, Patrick Air Force Base, Florida, and I'm, I'm driving right there. I'm taking a road trip out of it. There's a big Diddy. The old Diddy, the do-it-yourself. Diddy. <laughs> I like it. Yes, sir. So you got to make sure you get those weight tickets with those. Um, mm-hmm. And there's TMO briefers that will brief you at your you know, technical school locations and, and make sure you are knowledgeable um, on the next steps. But, yeah, you get empty full weight tickets of your uh, vehicle, your U-Haul, whatever you get to make sure you keep the paperwork. Um, and then from there, you go to your next location and then they'll reimburse you based off of uh, the mileage you've driven and the location where you're going to. And if it's usually like 600 pounds, you could, you know, driving 600 miles could make maybe a thousand bucks. So it's worth doing. Right. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. So what about say like, you know, those single airmen that are, you know, cause you know, we, we talked about this before that I believe if I'm correct, right. That the, the air force will pay for you to get from your tech school to your first duty station, but not necessarily like from tech school to home to your first duty station. So let's just say that, um, for example, you go to tech school in Wichita falls, Texas, right. You are from California, but you're stationed in, you know, Moody air force base down in Valdosta, Georgia. Right. So you're like, well, I'm going to take, I'm going to fly home to California. And then I'm going to drive all the way to Valdosta because, you know, I want to have my car and I want to have some of my stuff, right? Not a lot of stuff, not, you know, maybe just a couple of Rubbermaid totes, right? Nothing worth writing home about. Right. So how does that work for those folks? So I would say like the best option for you is obviously definitely talk to the local TMO. They'll give you the, they're the experts. They deal with this on a daily basis. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if it was me, I, I'd mail um, my totes to California. Uh, before I left that way, because you can also do mail diddy moves, you get reimbursed for mail. So another another part, really, of it, so you keep All those right. receipts, yes, sir. Wow. keep those receipts. And then 
when you get to uh but is so when you get to california you pack everything up in your car and you drive it down there as usual so all right and with um you know some of these young airmen they're married right do they get any higher um, amount of weight because of dependence yes so with dependence um obviously you get you get, I think you get extra like two thousand pounds um, so a single staff sergeant is going to make about 8,000, but with married staff sergeant with dependents make about 9,000 pounds. Right. And usually Just... looking at pounds, go ahead. Usually looking at pounds, it's like you're looking at maybe 7,000 pounds, like usually like a three, like a one bed, two bedroom house. So it's pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so that, and now if for say, just say, all right, they, or at that point, they only have a uh, seven thousand pounds that they can. But all of a sudden, but they they've got fourteen thousand pounds worth of stuff. <laughs> you know, they've got that heavy, good furniture. They've got those antiques, and they've got everything they inherited from Aunt Mary, right? <laughs> what do you do when you have over the amount? Well, first, uh, you want to have a garage sale. Uh, you want to be, you, you want to be a good steward and try to make some money because you're going to owe in some money. So, um, yes, you will be goes. charged, correct? You will be charged. You, yeah, if you go over your entitlement, uh, the government can recoup some funds back from that. So um, you got to be very careful. Yes. Because uh, I know one, some of the stuff, when they, they come out, they do a walk around and look around and try to go ahead and estimate also how much you have that you're going to be putting on you know, putting on this vehicle is going to be transporting your stuff. So, if you, I mean, you're off. All of a sudden, you have that spare room in the back that you didn't show them about, that, that shed that has 4,000 <laughs> 4, pounds of lawnmowers that you didn't show them. Things could go, things could go awry. <laughs> you got to play accordingly for sure. That's why I like for them to ship a good chunk of my household goods, and I'll do the Diddy move, the partial Diddy move with the rest of the stuff. That way, if I go over... You know, I mean, I just, I just spend it on the Diddy move. You know, no big deal. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I still don't owe the government any money. So, <laughs> smart move. Exactly. Smart. Um, <laughs> uh, you would also be in uh, charge of like also shipping a vehicle overseas, right? Would that be? Yes. Um... So we, we don't actually ship the vehicle overseas. We we basically advise you like where your nearest vehicle port or VPC is going to be. So you can get the information from traffic management, but basically like if you're stationed at, you're going to be stationed at McGuire or you're going to be stationed at Ramsland after that, mm-hmm. the nearest VPC is in Baltimore. So you have to drive it all the way down there, make an appointment with them, um, but they'll ship a car overseas for free for you, um, yep. which is nice. And they'll ship it back. Um, not too many employers in the world that will do that for you. True. True story. Very I will say story. though, from personal experience on that, it better be spotless. I <laughs> think. <laughs> <laughs> they are serious about that like the spotless <laughs> inside no they I, yeah if they're looking for any kind of soil you got some pet fur in there man it is not gonna happen hmm. it is not i'll tell you i wasn't um you know sure that i didn't know it. i was just, uh, going back and forth with the guy who was trying to you know inform me about things at tmo i when i came out from georgia out to here um, the only PCS I had was out to Spangdalem. So I, you know, I went from Tampa, I went to Spangdalem and then I had a vehicle shipped and that was my only, um, knowledge that I had at the time with the vehicle. So I went to TMO. I'm like, okay, so when can my car get picked up? I'm going to California. They're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to California, ship my car. 
<laughs> I was like, what's the matter? Just uh, ship the car. But, All right, yeah, I got one. She's like, what are you talking about, man? I was like, oh, damn, I, 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 was, from over, I was coming overseas. I completely brain farted. <laughs> Thinking, I was like, holy shit, I got to drive. Oh, oh, my Lord, I have to drive cross country. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, man. All right, never mind. Game, game changer. <laughs> I would have gave you a pro tip right there. Do the partial ditty move. Get a, mm-hmm. get a uh, you can rent something from U-Haul where you can haul your car in the back plus your house of goods. Obviously, you can't ship a car stateside. You need a doctor's letter saying you're 100% disabled. But you can haul your vehicle in the back of your U-Haul, and then the amount of money you'd make on your ditty move would pay for you having your car on a tow back. So there you go. Nice tip. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I plan on uh, utilizing that here soon in my PCS2 Alaska. My man, he's going again. He's going into the wild frontier. Yeah, man. That, the, the old great white north, right? The last the last frontier. Well, I guess space is the last frontier. Or is that the final frontier in Alaska's like I don't know. You know, it's a frontier though. <laughs> You're gonna be on the frontier. Something, some kind of frontier. It's I'll tell you what, Lew- Lewiston, Idaho is gonna miss you, man. Gonna miss you. You've done some good things there. I've enjoyed it here, man. Alaska, though. Woo! Now, now it seems kind of selfish that we're having a TMO guy on the episode when it happened to be PCS, and so like, but that that wasn't exactly the uh, the reason for this. But you know what? I'll take the information just as much as all these other folks will. I mean, I'm, I'm happy exactly. to receive it. Sometimes we gotta play strategically here. <laughs> but uh, but actually, but our TMO guy, our TMO guy is also PCSing right on paper anyway right you're not actually physically going to move i don't think locations but you are but you're pcsing for your job yes yes I, i'm uh, i'm going tier two for recruiting not going back to tmo but uh yeah i'm going to training and marketing so i'm excited about that in the same squadron so there you go out there in the old new jersey from tim's neck of the woods that's right jersey, you better sure. get up to bayonne you better get up to bayonne man get some pizza is the pizza good out there yeah Pizza you have no idea. <laughs> yes, you haven't lived is. until you had New Jersey pizza. <laughs> ah, that's so, what I like to hear. That's let, right. Let me ask you though, like, do you think um from all right? So you're from New Jersey, you live in New Jersey now. Like, what do you think of uh the the El Presidente from Barstool Sports and his pizza reviews from around New York and New Jersey and some of those places? Like, you think he's pretty spot on, or do you think uh you think not so much? I think in the very beginning. I think he was learning as he was going very good pizza critic, but he was learning. But as he went on professional, because there's a pizza place in Jackson in my, in my zone. Mm-hmm. He gave that, I think, an 8.2 or an 8.3 by far best pizza. I think I've top five best pizza I've ever had. Really? In wow. Jackson. Yes. Fantastic. Wow. Good to know in case okay. I'm ever in that area. All right. That's what, that's what these are the things we want to hear. These are some good tips too. Well, I mean that—that's what—that's where it's at, man. I mean, like, listen, TMO, great person. Like, give me the pizza talk. Like, let's go about the pizza, all right? Like, <laughs> give me. Where's the best spots in Jersey right now? Where you're at? <laughs> I really want to get up to. Um, no, it was where where is somewhere in Connecticut, right? Or something there where he gave out, out like a whole bunch of nines to everybody that had the a pizza that with the A in front of it. It's um, it's up in Connecticut, I think. But yeah, it's way. where he's from. I can't I remember. Have no idea. Uh, Nantucket. I think that's when Nantucket no. is what it is. No, it's not Nantucket. No, I can't. 
Either way, no. But every there's like a 9.2. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, this is a perfect opportunity. If anybody listening to the episode knows, please comment to us. So let us know what we're here <laughs> trying to talk about. Let us know. <laughs> comment to us. <laughs> and so um, something that I'm curious about, I think you said great opportunities on the outside after you've been part of the uh, the career field in the Air Force. Of, and uh, would you be able to indulge a little bit about that and just let us know? you know, some of the things that people can get and, you know, also curious about, you know, how much you, I guess, enjoyed, you know, your career field while you were in, but while you were doing that, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, maybe some uh, pointers for some of these young ones that are coming through that might be doing the same thing. Sounds good. So when you're looking at like outside opportunities, obviously every career field has their silver linings. I didn't know mine right away. I found out later on, but, um, usually my second or third year, like some of the stuff I could get or do in the outside sector. Um, so traffic management, we can get hazmat certified. Um, there's worth college credits when you go through the training the Air Force sends you. And um, you could be a hazmat inspector for FedEx, um, most likely Amazon probably now. Those typically make about 60000 a year, which is pretty nice. Sure. Um, and then, of course, you have uh, routing. You can own your own trucking company. If you got knowledgeable, you can work for these trucking companies and be a router. Um, they make pretty decent money as well. Um, supply chain logistics is an up and going career field in the outside sector. Um, Amazon's blowing up and that's exactly what it is, supply chain management. And if you're a mid-level management position at Amazon, they make pretty good money. Um, you close to six figures or at least maybe even six? Oh, I can I can get those 9.2 pizzas in Connecticut almost every day if I'm making that kind of money. So. <laughs> exactly. By the way, it's, it's New Haven, Connecticut, by the way. It just it hit me, New Haven. But ah, New Haven. All right. <laughs> but, you know, though, with this job, though, I see um, obviously, you know, all three of us. Right. We, we're all three currently in enlisted sessions recruiting. So we deal with, you know, young folks looking at their job list all the time. And almost um, almost everybody usually comes out with TMO on their job list. But I mean, how many people do you have come across that are like, yeah, I want to be TMO? Right? Probably not a whole lot. I would imagine. I don't really don't ever have anybody that's like, I want to be TMO. And it's probably my fault because I don't know that I've ever sold it correctly now that I'm finding out like what all is actually involved in it. But uh, a lot of people, like when they see traffic management, they're like, I don't even know what that means. You know, so like, I don't even know that a lot of people have a clue that you can, you know, really parlay this into such a great career on the outside that is that translatable, but this is great information. Yeah, the life cycle logistics, um, the crew chief has a bad part, goes to supply, supply gives them a, new part on the shelf they take that bad part give it to tmo we ship that box with dock up to the depot to get fixed and then we get it back we put it back in the shelf case it goes bad again so you know that's the meat and potatoes of logistics um logistics plans deals more with different things um same with like vehicle management analysis but yeah that's the meat and potatoes logistics right there so are you guys the ones that get all bent out of shape whenever a box a cardboard box gets destroyed who, who's yeah don't the- be don't be breaking my boxes man I can reuse those. I got stuff I need to go. <laughs> I, I, I remember, man, I remember this. Uh, we, we had a new airman that uh, they threw away a, a cardboard box, you know, and man, like I thought like, you would think that the world was going to end. Like, like the level of pissed off that everybody was that this kid threw away a cardboard box that had now been dumped. You know, the dumpster had been taken and it's gone. And like, everybody's like, where's the box? <laughs> 
Well, I can explain your box situation. You have your corrugate box, and then you have fast packs. Fast packs have like special foam that specialized mm-hmm. for that specific part. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. So if you threw that away, they have to find that same box to put it back in, which is crazy. It's going to cost. Like you can't just do a makeshift. You can't just do a makeshift stuff some uh, some newspaper in there and just uh, take place of the styrofoam or whatever that was in the other box. If it gets damaged, um, you know, that, that box is certified to make sure that part is going to be fine throughout its uh, course in the, when it's getting shipped off. So um, in technical school, we learned like uh, uh, the, the rate of cushion as far as it can get compressed and stuff like that, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, Fastpack's specific part needs that in order to make sure they're safe because we ship like delicate items, like mm-hmm. um, obviously PML items. So those stuff is, that stuff is very delicate and it could get decalibrated stuff like that so we gotta make sure it's good to go all right so no one would think to oh, i'm just gonna go ahead and just throw this in here and up uh, <laughs> and pack it pack it with who knows around it now oh, this will keep it safe that's not that's not part of it it, it doesn't have the rate of cushion tim it doesn't have the rate of cushion you got <laughs> oh, point. <laughs> this sounds very important though. It's, I don't think I've ever heard the rate of cushion. I like that that is actually, you know, that is a, that is scientific facts that you were going to learn in tech school. You know, I think I'm going to start, you know what, the, ne- the next time that I go couch shopping, since we said forget your couch, the next time I go look for a couch, I'm going to ask the dude on the sales floor or the lady, whatever, I'm going to be like, what's the rate of cushion on this couch? All right, I need to know it's important. <laughs> the face you're gonna get they're gonna just say this two or three and they're gonna be looking at each other <laughs> the rain of cushion <laughs> but oh. <laughs> oh man what was i gonna say i was gonna say something <laughs> well i don't know i probably mispronounced i think it's i think it's recovery of cushion but uh, either way is fine i'll be honest with you i like the rate of cushion better than recovery of cushion <laughs> I, I think it sounds. I think it sounds better. It's it's more scientific, right? <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So I guess uh, to all the future aircraft maintainers out there, do not destroy or throw away your boxes. Keep your boxes. No, it's important. Right. Yeah. It uh, it seems like it's crucial. As all all of us have crucial parts to our to what we do every day, you know. So that is funny though, man. That's good. And hopefully this, that ends up helping someone. They're going to, if they hear it, they'll think back and be like, I know what the hell, I know what they were talking about. I get it. I get it. <laughs> by, by the way, what, um, all right. So obviously every, every career field in the air force gets a degree from the community college of the air force. What's uh, what's y'all's degree in transportation. Okay. Really? So not logistics. Not logistics. So I have mine in transportation. Um, oh. But if you look at it, like obviously a CCAF transportation, like it's, it's might as well be logistics. It's the same thing. Right. So gotcha. um, I'm fine saying logistics or transportation don't matter. Same thing. So, it, but it, would it be largely picked up to like, if you wanted to do a bachelor's in logistics or something like that, it would transfer over pretty easily. I've, I've went that route. I changed my majors four or five times. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> not proud of it, but uh, yeah, most of my college, credits from the community college the air force like filtered more over towards the supply chain logistics logistics degree more so than um the engineering degree i, I bombed at and the other degree i didn't do halfway decent at now so it's okay man don't don't be ashamed man it's a uh, it's the national average change your college major four times you're you're right there you're good you're on par that's it it's on par 
I was uh, and Brad, I'm glad you brought that up though, because that's exactly where I was going on an education front. I just say, you know, right just here, like man. Yeah, brother. <laughs> this is creepy. This is weird, but I like it. <laughs> I was gonna ask, you know, uh the CCAF, we talk about that. We talk about earning degrees and uh how do you have the time in the career field to go ahead and take those classes and go ahead and work on your education while you're in? Yes, you do. When I was at Ramstein, I, I transferred all my college credits. I worked 7.30 to 4.30, um, five days a week at Ramstein. That was like the height of the Iraq war with logistics. So it was pretty busy, but I, I, I still worked reasonable hours. And um, during my lunch break, I did school at work. I knocked on my two associates. First one, my family gets a degree and I'm like, I'm done, done with college no more. I did um, it. <laughs> I finally did it. Um, but I only had to do like maybe seven college classes and I got an associate degree from university of Phoenix. And then also my CCAF, which I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Hey man, I mean, who's arguing, who's arguing with free associate degrees? I don't, I don't know anybody that would. Why not? Why? Well, why, why would you? Exactly. Why would you? And as you said, because everything moved over from tech school, you only had to take like seven classes, right? Your general ed classes, I suppose. Yep, just your math, half English, social yeah. science electives, just the stuff like that. So mm-hmm. nice. Easy and money. Degree. So it's waiting out there for you, man. It's waiting out there for you people. The degrees, the careers, the knowledge, the training. It is waiting for you. Oh, this is good. I've just, I've learned a lot of stuff today. I've learned a lot of uh, information that I wasn't a hundred percent, you know, uh, privy on. Um, same actually. Cause like I said, I, I didn't realize the TMO covered so much. And um, obviously, you know, you can't give a, a ton of the specifics cause you know, for moving and every, every situation is gonna be a little bit different. So more right. like follow so up with your, yeah, exactly. Follow up with your local TMO office and, you know, you'll figure that out. But I didn't realize you guys covered so much stuff. It's actually a much, not that I didn't think it was a, a cool career field before, because obviously things in logistics are, are, are you know, things are always going to be moving, right? It's a, it's a, it's going to be highly marketable career field. And I think it's always going to be cool, but you guys actually do stuff that's a lot cooler than I thought really. Well, I appreciate that. I, 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 thought, I, thought, uh, I thought it was pretty boring at first, but I learned to love it. I'm glad you guys appreciate it too. Well, that's how Definitely. we get parts, man. I mean, like I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't even. Know. I gotta fix my engine, man. <laughs> I would just go ahead, set it on a counter, and hopefully it'll be there the next day. <laughs> I would just put it over there. Here you go. I'd write a tag. I'd put and a you, tag on it. There you go. <laughs> and you know that that it's that is the real thing out there on a flight lane. You know, like you don't you don't even think about that stuff because you know I gotta bring in a broken part, put a tag on it put it in supply and I'm like, all right, guys, have fun dealing with it. I'll see you later. And then magically it gets replaced with a good one. And I'm like, cool. The parts fairies did their thing, you know, whatever. I didn't really know what else was going on. I didn't know who was, but it turns out you're the parts fairy. So I mean, that's what, like you made it, you made it happen, right? You sent off the bad one, the good one, in, logistics got it, you know, whatever. Right. But uh, it sounds like you're the, the axle on which this revolves, man. And I appreciate that. And you know what happens? The, the mission gets done. And you know what happens? That's the main thing for the reason the mission is getting done right there. Because we're able to get the aircraft generated. We're able to get things going again. And we're able to get people from place to place to go ahead and make the mission happen wherever they are located. Bam. All right. And to, uh, to wrap that up, to get your mission done, again, forget your couch. Go get a new couch. Ask what the rate of cushion is on said couch. And we'll see you around the corner on episode nine. <laughs> 
right, and that's a wrap for season two, episode eight, here on the Recruiter's Corner. Thank you for joining us today, Corner Crew. It's been a pleasure having, pleasure having you. Listen, Corner Crew, we got a group for you on Facebook. It's called the Recruiter's Corner. All you got to do is look us up, request access, and we'll let you in. And you can be an official member of the crew. Once again, every other place you can find us on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, wherever. Go and check us out. And, of course, if you're looking for a local recruiter, go to airforce.com and you can find the one closest to you. See you next time. Thanks for stopping by.